right. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Brian, how are you? Good morning. I am doing fabulous. Thank you. Good intro song. That that what a moment. What a what a line it says uh what is lost he has restored. Wait a minute. You you were able to hear that? Well, I I listened live to the podcast. <laughs> that's how you did it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Amen to that. Yep. Brian Neitch. Uh it's it. always an honor to do this show with you every morning at 6 a.m. as we Go through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, book by book, and uh, we're in Genesis 14 um, as we continue our journey. Yes. Exciting. It's a lot of going on here with Abram and his family and, and uh, you know, just like everybody's family, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. always have a lot going on. The fathers, mothers, cousins, brothers, you know, yeah. sons, daughters. The family dynamic. Yeah, there's a lot. It really is. Uh, well, let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, thanks for bringing us together here. And um, we love you so much. And um, hopefully this podcast and your word can reach to, to many people across the world. And, and maybe some people really in need. Um, we pray that you keep our family safe today. And uh, we thank you for all the blessings. And uh, in your name, amen. Amen. All right, let's dig in. All right, I'll read 14 and and you'll take 15. That's good. As we continue the journey here. Um, So Abram rescues Lot. And we're doing the New Living Translation if you're just joining us. And if you are just joining us, go back and catch up. Uh, Either read yourself to where we're at or knock out a few shows. Right to get caught up to fourteen. So now's the time, and, and you know, because once we get really far ahead, we'll leave mm-hmm. you in the dust. So, um, okay. So about this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, Babylonia, Babylonia. I should know that one. King Aroch of Elazar, King Kedalamor of Elam and King Tidal of Goam fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Brisha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Admah, King Shemember of Zeboam, and King of Bela, also called Zor. All right. They got through that. Yeah, he did. He so so there's a lot of war going on right now. A lot of battle. A lot of war. Yeah. A lot of kings. And we don't know how much time has passed from when Lot and Abram split up, right? And right. chose their land and kind of settled in their land. But mm-hmm. it was, uh, there's a lot of bad things going on where Lot is. And God told Abram to uh, to go down there. Well not, well, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Okay, sorry. I'll continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second group of kings joined forces in Sidim Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For 12 years, they had been subjected to King Gedolomar, but in the 13th year, they rebelled against him. One year later, Kedarlamar and his allies arrived and defeated the Raphatites and Asheroth, Karname, the Zutis at Ham, the Amites at Shiva Karathium, and the Horatites at Mount Seir, as far as El Paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Misfat now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites living in Hazan Tamar. You're good. Yeah, well, I'm, good. Tr- I'm trying here. I'm glad I have my uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> then, the rebel, then the rebel kings of Sodom and Gomorrah 
Adma, Zabayam, and Bela, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Zadalamar and Elam, King Tidal of Goam, King Arfel of Babylonia, and King Arach of El- Elazar, four, king- four kings against five. As it happened, the Valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking them all the spoils of war and and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. Let me read that again. Number 12 here. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. Verse 13. So, Go ahead. Yeah, so this is it's actually, so this is Sodom and Gomorrah. So, so, Sodom, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Sodom. Sodom. So this is the big, yeah. the big, uh, those two cities. I apologize. Sodom. Oh, no, you're good. S- Say it again. Sodom. Sodom. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram, the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to uh, Mamre, the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Echol and Anir, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard this Uh, that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedelamar's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedelamar's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all of the goods that had been taken and he brought back his nephew Lot with his passions and all the women and other captives. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, He brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. Abram's a bad man, baby. Absolutely. I love this. Yeah. 318 men against their army. Wow. Yeah, he's bad. That's not a lot of guys. That's like the movie 300. I mean, 318. That's, I mean, how many were they going up against thousands? Could be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. These, and they were just in battle. So they were ready to fight. They already were prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that guy escaped and went and told uh, Abram. And uh, I'm glad he got, I'm glad that Abram uh, rescued Lot. Right. You know? Absolutely. You know, it's got to help knowing that, uh, I mean, it doesn't say here, of course, but in my opinion, you know, having God on your side. You know, he has such a strong relationship with Abram. Like, wouldn't you think you could just do anything at that point? Like, oh, I'm going to take, opinion. I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take 318 dudes and go up against, you know, thousands of soldiers. Yeah, exactly. With zero fear yeah. and just attack them. Oh, yeah. With God on your side. Yeah. You know, right. it, 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 who can stand against you? It was the scripture say later on. It says, if God is for you. Who can stand against you? Nobody. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's another scripture that talks about how the, um, Elijah has a servant named Gehazi, and the armies of uh, the Philistines, I think, or Samaria, anyway, they come down to, to, to destroy these two people. And then the, the Bible says that uh, Elijah says, God opened his eyes. So Gehazi looks out into this valley and sees thousands of warring angels ready to do battle. So Mm. we just don't know what God's going to use to defeat your enemies today. So just keep your faith. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I mean you're not going to you're not going to win every battle. You know, and sometimes that's not the plan. You know, to win every battle. You know, just because God is with us and we have a relationship with God doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I mean, it says very vividly multiple times mm-hmm. that if you are a man or woman of faith, it will actually life will actually be harder for you at times in certain situations. It's it's yeah. um yeah, you don't sign. You're not, you're not signing up for the Peace Corps here. Yeah, right. We're in the Army of God. Right. And uh, the Army of God. Wow, mm-hmm. Brian Knight. Let me get That's my right. coffee right here. I'm getting jacked Do up it. right now. That's right. I'm going to slam this cup against the floor. <laughs> I'm going to start throwing things. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That, continue. Sorry. That broken cup. Yeah. Oh. No, I was just saying. You know, we're in the army. You know, this is the beautiful thing about. Um, you know, it's a little different, different time nowadays, but God's a, he is a warring God if he needs to be. I mean, he is not a guy who sits back and just lets, you know, the, the, the likes of anybody destroy his people. No, he rises up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does. All right. Well, I, I'm eager to continue because I, I, yeah, let's do I, it. Uh, I'm in the. I'm deep into the story here and I want to know what's next. So we got uh, 15 and Brian, you got it. Oh, no, wait, we got to finish. Melchizedek is first 17. No, I finished. Did I not? Oh, holy smoke and biscuits. We got more to go. Sorry. I thought that was the cliff notes. No, you're good. About five or six. Minutes. All right. 17. I apologize. After Abram returned from his victory over Kedorlamer and all his allies, the king of Sodom, 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 Sodom. Oh my gosh, Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God's Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Quote. Blessed by, oh, blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Mm. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth Mm. of all the goods he had recovered. Then king of Sodom, boom, said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured. But you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom. I solemnly swear to the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anir, Eshkol, and Mamre. Yeah. What, awesome. what does that mean, Brian? I don't get that last paragraph there. Okay, yeah. Well, so so check this out. This is a pretty cool passage. Uh, Melchizedek, he is the priest of God, right? He he's the one who went before God and, and you know made offering and worshipped God, but for for people, uh, the king of Salem, which means peace, righteousness. Anyway, so what's happening here is Abram. Notice in verse twenty, the end of it, it says Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods that he recovered. Sounds a lot like the tithe, you know, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, means the tenth. So he gave, uh, hello, Will. He gave these people, uh, he gave Melchizedek a tithe. And then, um, and then this happens. Sodom, the king of Sodom says, give me my people back. And Abraham says, okay, but I'm not going to keep any of the goods. I'm not going to keep any money, any treasure, any of the uh, possessions that we got. Except for the food we my 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 men have already eaten, because God is my my uh, my 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 source. God's the one who made me rich. God is my 
my uh, possession, not you. So he's just making a statement here mm. that it's God in whom he trusts, not the king of Sodom, who he raided and 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 took back a lot from. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Interesting. It's just like a line in the sand, you know. Wait, so I have another question here. Yeah. The king of Sodom said to Abram, give back my people that were captured and you may keep all. Okay. So did Abram give back the the captured people to uh, the king? I mean, that's my, that's the assumption. I, I assume yeah. I don't think he would keep the people. I see. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't specifically say he goes. Um, I will not take so much as a single. So he's not taking. He's not keeping the people, right? I will not. To, I will, will not take so much as a single thread or a sandal thong from what belongs to you. So the people of Sodom clearly belong to the king. Mm-hmm. I mean, so to speak, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you might say I am the one who made Abraham rich. So yeah, I believe here that you know he just came to get Lot. He did not. He did not. Uh, you know, he did not uh, come to just take all his money and get rich. He's Abraham's already Abram's already rich here. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just a moment in time where God, where, you know, the Holy Spirit writes down this moment where God says, "Look, I'm your source," and Abraham shows that I'm your man. Abraham shows that that I, you know, he trusts in me, not from his own power or his own battles. Even though, did you notice, John, and we'll go right on after this, but he says, uh, Melchizedek says in 19 and 20, Blessed be the God of the Most High who has defeated your enemies for you. Hmm. So even though Abraham went in with 318 men, this proves God was on his side. God did the fighting also. Mm -hmm. And he will do battle. He defeats our enemies when we need him to. Thank God yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. So just a, a, a good passage. This is a big passage. This is like the where you see the first priests of the Most High, the first priest of the Most High God in the Bible right here. You know, the first time someone tithes to the priest mm-hmm. or into God. You know, you're not tithing to the priest. You're tithing to the God. To God. Where did, where did the priests come from, though? Because up to this point, we we just were introduced to the priest. Correct. And, and, and I understand, of course, obviously, since Adam and Eve were made, a ton of time has gone by. Mm-hmm. But as we read, it's the first time we hear about the priest. And, and where, do you, where did that come from? Sure. So, so further down... When the law happens, you know, God instructs to uh, Moses to write down and 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 select priests, you know, and, and in fact, an entire priestly line of people, the Levites, you know, they're an entire priest, and they're supposed to get money, they're supposed to get um, the tithe, they're supposed to get money to to help run everything and so on, but you know, but God's God does doesn't just introduce a priesthood. Out of nowhere, you know, Jesus has, you know, has always been that, right? He he's he knows the the, the process. So did he teach Abraham, you know, Adam and Eve and, and Noah and Moses and Abram? Yeah, of course he did. He showed them the way. He showed them that there are priests, right? There are priests who minister to God. Not all the people all the time minister to God. He wants them to. He wants everyone to. But the priests here, you know, over from the beginning till now, have been around. They have, they, you know, we just don't know the process. They don't, we don't really hear about them. But God teaches all the, all the people through somebody. You know, remember when he, uh, you know, the first uh, sacrifice was Adam and Eve when they. When God uh, killed an animal and, and made them clothing, that was the first time blood was shed and a, a sacrifice was given to the Lord. Of course, now we don't have sacrifices anymore. Thank God. Jesus became the high priest, and now everybody can turn to him. Instead of turning, you know, no longer do you have to go to Melchizedek or any other priest and give offering. 
mm-hmm. and and uh, and and ask him and, and to communicate with him and God, we can go and give to the Lord Jesus straightway. So, right. So it's always been there. I just don't, you know. But God, God has His ways, and why He, you know, laid it out this way and revealed it in Genesis fourteen, instead of starting, you know, the whole process in in Genesis three. I don't know why, but but that's His way, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. That's his way. All right, 15. Yep. The Lord's covenant promised to Abram. Cool. All right. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram. I will protect you, and your and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so no one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said, No, your servant will not be your heir. You will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. It's a very important moment here. Mm-hmm. And then verse 6, Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Yeah, 6 is great right there. Yeah, isn't that nice? And then, the Lord told, and then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. I give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I... I be sure that I will actually possess it. The Lord told him, "Bring me three, three-year-old heifer, and a, oh, <laughs> and a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, a young pigeon." So Abram presented all all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle, laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat them, to eat the carcasses. But Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came over him. The Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves 400 years, but I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will be returned here to this land. For the sin of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and great and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire, pots, and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the carcasses and the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River and now in the land now occupied by the Kenites Kenizzites, Cadmonites Hittites, Perizzites the Rephahites, the Amorites Canaanites, Girgashites and the Jebusites so, man, this is a moment in time for all time that we'll always remember. Mm-hmm. A covenant. Man, so many things yeah. happen here. This is the this, so this is the covenant here because I thought it was a few chapters ago when God told Abram that he'll bless his people, his generation yeah. forever, and that's a promise. And I forget, what, promise, ch- yeah. I forget what chapter that was. I think 12 yeah, or 13. Yeah, I think it's 13. Yeah. But this is like, this kind of continues on with even more. Well, this is actually the uh, li- the, the literal uh, covenant ceremony. Mm. Like, he literally told him. Oh, and, and, and notice what he did, though. He took Abram out. And this, is, this applies to us all the time. Mm-hmm. Where is it here? He says, um, he says in, in, uh, Oh, wait, wait. Okay, right here, verse 4. 
it says, look, he said, the, verse 5, and the Lord, then the Lord took Abram outside and said, look up into the sky. It's yeah, very important. Yeah, yeah, forever. It's and not, it's, count, look into the sky and count the stars. I think, you know. And you can, it's, it's infinity. Exactly. It's tell but the world, it's tell the world gone completely. It's, and I love it. It's good. It's good. Well, that, it's that the rapture has, comes. How's that? From the above? Well, I'm just saying that this covenant is until in, in, in the rapture. Rapture is the end of the world. Yeah, this, well, this covenant is forever, right? Exactly. Forever, yeah. it's, but, but my point is that, look, look what he said. He told him to set his eyes on the sky and the, count the stars if you can. But, and that's how many descendants you will have. So my point, is, my point in saying that is, look, most of the time people, we, we can't see what we've been promised. Like even now, like we've been promised these great things until you can actually see it. That's why God says, keep studying, put your eyes in the word till you finally can see it on the inside. Hmm. You know, it took that much. And see what happened in the next verse. When he looked at it, when he finally saw the sky and the stars and he realized what God was talking about, Abraham believed the Lord in verse six. And the Lord counted him as a righteous for believing believed the Lord. He believed he the believed Lord without being able to see it, without being yeah. able to see he believed yeah. the Lord, and because of that faith, you know, yeah. he was a righteous man. He had something to hold on to. He saw the sky. He saw the stars. He said, okay. Because think about, Brian, how many people would look up in the sky? Oh, sorry. Go ahead and continue. Sorry. No, that's it. Think about how many people would look up in the sky and be like, yeah, Lord, I, I only see some stars. I need to know more. I have to have these answers. I have questions about this and the galaxies and what's beyond the stars that I'm seeing. Like, hey, Lord, I, I, you know, look, I have too many questions. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, unknowns here. Can we have this meeting on maybe next month and right. why I study more and want to know all the answers? I think there's a lot of people that have that mindset. Oh, they will. Or yeah, exactly. Or they'll say, "Oh, that was just the food I ate. I must have had a bad dream." That wasn't really God. There's no way God would talk to me or he cares about me or he's real. No, he is real. That's what he just wants us to believe. I love it. I've been watching The Chosen. It's that 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 TV series about Jesus, and he just he look he right here. He counted Abraham or Abram righteous because he believed or because of his faith. That's it, man. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then when he went on, you know, he went on. And he cut. The, he he brought these in. Another thing, it took a lot of time here. He, he very important, I think, to show also that he he took the animals, he cut them open, he sacrificed them the way he, he was supposed to, and then um, verse eleven, and this is how this is another reason why you and I have to fight, John. Everybody has to fight for what God has given us and continue to fight to give to sow seed to 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 share what's yours, to get up in the morning, to, to read the word. Because look what he says. Some vultures swoop down, and vultures could be anything in your life. I mean, anything, right? People, bills, you know, sickness. He They swoop down to eat the carcasses, which were his sacrifice. They were the seed of the covenant. But Abram chased them away. I think this is a very, very powerful step, a very powerful moment where, where you know, God's showing here. We we fight for for our relationship with God. It doesn't come easy. Vultures are out there trying to stop it. Every morning we wake up. So, well, you know, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is being a Christian is very hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done. So I I agree with you on that. I mean, it's the greatest thing, of course. It's the most, you know, it's the biggest impact, life-changing, mm-hmm. you know, completely new me, new mindset, new path, everything. But it's hard, you know, the The world view is constantly around you, Yep. you know, sins around every corner, the demons are right. everywhere. It's like what you're saying here, you got to fight, you got to grab the sword and you got to go to battle every single day. Um, and it's not a lack of faith. No, nope. it's not a lack of believing. 
but there's a spiritual battle. No, man, on look this, at Abraham. on this planet, right? You know what look, I mean. Abram was in the middle of living this covenant, in the middle of of, of following what the covenant was supposed to say. Put the animals down, burn the animals, or do whatever you're supposed to do with them. And the and life, the vultures of life were trying to to stop him, just like what you're saying. Right? He was in the middle, right in the middle of this whole process. Mm-hmm. And the and the vultures were trying to stop him. So like our daily lives, man, you're absolutely right. There is sin out there. There is there's TV. I mean, the enemy out there throwing, mm-hmm. you know, commercials and alcohol and drugs and music, and men, women at music, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just to get us offline. It's just so this is just so I mean, this applies to so much, but you you have to stand strong and push that stuff off and, and run it off, chase it away. Remember, remember, like Joseph does later on, he's like he runs from Potiphar's wife, you know, <laughs> So, yeah, it's if you, if you, it seems to me that if you, if you are living or are in pursuit of living a biblical life, you will be the one shunned. You will be the one, um, looked at as bad. But if you don't live a biblical life and you live a worldview life, then open arms. Yeah. That's, that's the creepy part. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. That's like uh, have whatever you want, live any way you want, as long as you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about feeling. Sometimes it's about doing the right thing. Well, I think something yeah, I mean, that we forget is that we're here for God. God's not here for us. I mean, that's a hundred percent. And we're just so about ourselves. It's just, it's just oh, me, me, yeah. me, us, 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 how I feel, what I want, what I deserve. I, 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 and that's a yep. mindset, you know, when becoming a Christian and a man of faith, a woman of faith and believing in God and walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. it, your mind, everything changes as far as that, that thought process, you know, it's not about you anymore. It never says it's about us. Right. I don't know. Humans are just really good at just making things up. <laughs> and that's why I'm really excited about what we're doing here of just yeah. reading the word, me and you together throughout the entire Bible, not missing one word and for ourselves rather than, you know, the humans of the world literally constantly. Yeah. Making things up as if it's supposed to be about us. Exactly. Constantly. And it's about him. Hands down. Hands down. Speaking of him, verse 17 is amazing. And I just, I, can imagine being there. Think, put yourself in Abram's shoes. And it says, after the sun went down, darkness fell. Abram saw a smoking pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses initiating the covenant man what amazing that's clearly that's god you know that's uh that's jesus i believe but you know we don't we don't know exactly it could be mm-hmm. the father anyway making this covenant with abraham forever man yeah. could you imagine seeing that happen a lot of times they'll read this stuff and pass by but a literal fire pot and a flaming torch passes by and that was him. Mm-hmm. That was the most high right there. Mm. What a great covenant. Oh, man. What a great it covenant is. to have. It is. You know? you know, this is the same covenant that Jesus operated in. This this covenant right here. This is what he had when he was born. And then when he died and rose again, he made a, a new, new covenant. A new covenant. New for, covenant. For Christians, yeah. But all the miracles... All the healings, all the food, the seed, the, the fishes, the right, loaves, right. the bread. That was all done in the power of this covenant. Mm-hmm. But the new to, covenant. To, go ahead. Sorry, Brian. No, that's it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying this covenant is to remember. It says 
He says, you are going to be a blessing to all the generations. He didn't say just to the Jews. He didn't say just to the covenanted mm, people. That's true. And he, he did not say just to the chosen that I chose for heaven only, because he didn't do that. He said for all people. That's a big statement. Where does it say that? Remember, if he ble- if you, if you, uh, back here in, in the, um, when he's, when, when God's talking to him. Oh, the first time that he. Yeah. When God called him. And said, I'm going to um, bless. I'm gonna, yeah. 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 Well, because we're, we're, we're all related to Abram. Exactly. Absolutely. We're all, but we're all related to him through faith here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the father of faith. He's the, yeah. he's the one who, who's the one who believed God. Well, I think you make a good point too. It's just because Jesus coming and, and making a new covenant, of course, the one that me and you are under. Um, and we hope everybody gets under, right? Amen. Right. Right. Um, that's our yes. goal here is to get everybody and the whole world under this new covenant of Jesus Christ. Amen, baby. Amen. But obviously I say, obviously, um, but, this doesn't mean that the old covenant stops and is done. The old covenant, of course, here lives on Absolutely. forever. You know? Absolutely. Um, that's an amazing thing. And it says here, and it says a few chapters in the past, I think you said 12. I mean, it's very blunt. I mean, the Lord cannot be any more direct and blunt than right here. It's in writing. It's in ink. God's word as we sit here. And so amen to that. Beautiful thing, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, it's really uh, beautiful. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing, man. It really, it truly is, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you look at, look at what we're doing, I mean, we are reading the eternal word of Jesus. I mean, the word yeah. of God, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, but look at, you know, and also look at everything that we're reading right now comes to life. Everything, every word, every sentence comes to life. And becomes true for mm-hmm. you know uh, the Jewish people here and, and from the descendants on and as we get to you know as we're about to go into Egypt and everything we're about to read here in the in the the the, the near future um, even to now Brian even to now what we read what's happening in Israel and you know um, it all connects it's all true everything connects perfectly. Absolutely. From chapter to chapter, book to book, old to new, all connect perfectly. I mean, then you even add in the Dead Sea Scrolls perfectly. I mean, it can't be more perfect. Well, it's God's word. Of course it can't be. Exactly. But, you know, you can literally read the Bible to someone. You know, Jesus has risen. I mean, there's, there's, there's no... This is an infinity amount of proof. And uh, I guess that's why non-believers to me, I just, man, I love them to death and I want to hug them. But I just, I, I, all I see is just proof after proof after proof. And you know what? I don't need proof. And that's, I think that's really, that's the point of this too. It's like, not only do we have proof as everything comes to true, everything comes to light, everything is connected, but we don't need proof. That was your point, Brian. We have faith. We walk with faith. Yeah, we and we have this written word. You know, it, it, it's it it proves itself out as you believe. That's the craziest part. It's amazing. As you believe it, it comes to pass. And that's that's the that's the that's the amazing thing that God has given us. Uh, just to just to say where I was at twelve Abraham uh, Abram in twelve one. Chapter 12, verse 3, rather. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So that's, mm. that's all I was saying. That's, that's it right there. Okay. Yeah. So that, that connects to us, too, then, is what you're saying as Christians. 100%. Your, your life. So we're in the same covenant, then, as the Jewish people, but we have Jesus as a new covenant. Yes, Correct. That's correct. Now, remember the the okay. Jewish people or the Israelites; they are a nation of of uh, of Israel, mm-hmm. right? So it's a they're, remember they're a little it's a little bit different. We are we are not the nation of Israel. 
right? God really, he speaks of, uh, of nations, right? And remember back in the Tower of Babel, how they, everybody uh, identified among their own nation? Mm-hmm. Well, that's true today, right? We have, you know, Germans and identify, Italians identifying as Italians and, you know, blacks identifying as blacks, Mexicans identifying as Mexicans, you know, Japanese, etc. And that's true, right? You you love your nation, you love your heritage. You know, we call it race, but that's not really that's not really true, mm. right? We're the, we are a race of people yeah. from the from from all the way the darkest person to the lightest person. We are all a race of humans, but we all identify with a nation of people. Nation, right? Yeah, and so so, but we are we do we when you enter that covenant by faith, you know. I mean, Jesus, not only do you enter the Abrahamic covenant, you enter the, the um, it's the, that it's the messianic covenant, the, the covenant where Jesus, the Messiah has made a covenant with the father. You know, we, we, we see that later on in the new Testament and it's called, it's the new and living way that he has given us. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it truly is phenomenal. And I can't wait to get there, but it, it, there's so much that God has, has, but don't you think though, that at the end of the day, we all are Israelites since we are from our relatives are from there. Um, I mean, is that a stretch? I mean, I mean, that's a stretch only because God didn't call us that right. Because you're not, you don't really, you don't, you're not an Israelite, right? Technically, even though you might have like 0.001 blood, Israelite blood. Right. Right and yes, are we all? Because we, but but he, but see, Abram, he's not an Israelite either. He's a Hebrew. Isaac, a Hebrew. Right. Jacob, he's a Hebrew. Until well, well, go God changed his name to Israel. Remember, so he. I see. Then he wasn't called an Israelite until mm-hmm. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So, mm-hmm. so Abram, Isaac, they weren't. Israelites, they were considered Hebrew from the Hebrew nation from Hebron. He, okay, right. So, what would you call Adam and Eve then? People, they're not. They're not. They don't have a nation. Yeah. They don't have any kind of identified uh, place. They're they're Earthians. I don't know. You Earthians. Know? They're the first <laughs> Earthians. Oh, you're. You're the man, dude. You're so nanu, good, nanu. man. And you know what I mean. So they're the first. Oh, I just wanted. To, I, I it was an honest question. I just yeah. Your my good. mind is blowing right now, and I'm my mind is spinning with. And yeah. uh, I, good. as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, well, if you're right. That's the case. Then what would Adam and Eve be? So then I guess it, from Adam and Eve as being Earthians people, and then of course as it spread, it. Uh, so then Noah, after the flood with his family almost kind of like part two, if you will, what were they? Well, you know, Adam and Eve could be the Edenites. How's that? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and then Noah, like that. Noah, what? I don't know. Let's see. You know, I don't know everything, but the Holy spirit can reveal everything. So, um, well, Noah, uh, so you wouldn't call them Jewish people. No, no, there's no, there's no Jewish law. There's no Judaism is, is the practice of the of the law, right? Okay. Of the, of the Israelite. So then let me law. ask you a question then. Why do they say that Jesus was a Jew? Because he practiced the law 100%. Oh, okay. Okay. Got Every it. day. All right. he, yeah. He was, he practiced. First of all, he's an Israelite. And that's right? his bloodline too. Okay. Yeah. And then and he, he went to synagogue. He was a rabbi. He, he, uh, he went to Hebrew school just like all the other uh, kids. Yeah. The, the boys. You know, he was practicing and teaching in the, in the temple since he was early on, 12 years old or, or earlier. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely a Jew, right? He was definitely a Judaism. Uh, he was part of Judaism. Right. And he had to be. He had to fulfill that covenant. That, right. He, he had, had to fulfill to. the law. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to know the old to understand the new. Yeah. You really, you should. You should go yeah. back. You know, every Christian, every person on earth, but if for sure every Christian, if you're listening, learn the Old Testament, you know, study it. Yeah. Learn who, whatever all this stuff is, because the, there are huge promises of why Jesus came. Mm-hmm. And then Paul reveals so many things by the Holy Spirit in the New Testament that sh- that that all the foundation is the is the Old Testament. So you can't you can't just write off the Old Testament. Some things don't apply to Christians because we're not Israelites, but they're still important to know. 
Well, and they're still important to practice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it's not good to eat bacon, right? It's not, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you know what I mean? That's uh, I mean, do we can we eat bacon? Yes. In fact, as in the New Covenant, Paul says tells uh, I think it's in First Second Corinthians. Paul, I think I could be wrong, but Paul writes and says, "Look, all you Israelites, don't don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot eat, mm. unless uh, you know it's been sacrificed to you know false idols." Mm. But that's the whole point. Jesus freed freed us from that bondage of, of the of the covenant of the of the old of the old covenant even though it's still there there's the, well you know, there but there bondage. there are some great conversations i'm excited to get into with you yeah. because i do have some questions as well and again I, I think i said this in the very first show we did brian and i want to make it clear again uh, i think it's important i probably will say this probably every every month or so my questions are not a lack of faith. My questions are not any res, uh, res, um, are not skeptical. I want to make that yeah. very clear because there there are ways to ask questions in a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um, I got you. I'm not a believer. Yeah. Type way. And that is not, of course, my questions. My questions are I want to learn God's word. I want to learn. And I have questions because I care. And I want to live a biblical life. So let me just get that out of the way there. But I do have questions about the the Ten Commandments and being Christians and which ones we should follow, which ones we shouldn't. Because there are some, I mean, Jesus said in the New Testament, of course, that there are some that we need to follow, but then again, we I know we, that we we don't follow. But then again, I understand, Brian, that we're saved by grace, and the blood's been shed. So I understand that as well. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get too far ahead here with my thoughts, but I'll just leave it there. I just, I guess, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Yeah, man, it's it, there's so much to discuss. It's uh. So I think we'll be talking about this forever, forever. Mm. You know, oh, what do you mean we're just going to sit around and read the Bible? Well, no, but we'll be talking about it. Mm. We'll talk about the one. I mean, God is endless. We'll never know. We'll ne- in all the billions of eons or however long we're, get, we're, we're around, which is forever, yeah. we'll never know everything about God. What he, it, the, once we think we know it all, there's more there. He's amazing. He is truly truly infinite and so is our discussion right it can never it never ends i have uh, just a new outlook and when somebody asks me what domination i am when i tell them i'm a christian that seems like a common question brian Mm -hmm. oh so what what domination are you what kind of church do you go to like my new answer is the to the domination question is Oh, I, I, uh, I'm, I believe in God's word. I'm a God's word guy. You know, that's good. That's good. The the church of God's word. (laughs) I don't know what to say to these people. I mean, of course I tell them I go to Athey Creek and West Lynn and it's a non-denominational church. And and of course we're, we're doing our thing here, but you know, I just try to make the point of like, why, why do I have to attach myself to something? You know, I just, you don't, you know, I'm just a man of God's word. That's, I love the Bible. That's it. Yeah. I mean, what else am I supposed to say? That's it. I don't follow a denomination. I yeah. follow the word. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, Athey Creek. I love. I love my church, but I also love the mm-hmm. word of God. Yeah. I don't. I know. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for all the readings ahead and the chapters, and and I know that your mind's spinning right now, and you have answers, and you want to continue this conversation and uh but i know we got to go but two two chapters down uh the covenant here this is big 15 i mean 14 of course is big every chapter is big but 15 wow god is good god is good yes god is good so good you know he's so good so good great covenant it's it's funny how we always we, we a lot of times we end up with just saying seeing all this and going god is so good 
Because he, he is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. A good. Good episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll we'll pray it out here. Uh, thank you, William and uh, Lauren. I'm sorry, Laura, for listening live on the chat board. And there's probably other people listening live that are not commenting. Um, but uh, that was that was great. So tomorrow we pick up on 16 at uh, 6 a.m. Pacific time mm-hmm. as we go through. Let me click over here and see uh, 16, the birth of Ishmael. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Very good. I'm excited. And then after that, we have 17. Abram is named Abraham. There we go. Yep. No longer a tongue twister for us. <laughs> we can get to it and uh, continue on. And gosh, you know, you, you keep clicking here. We're, we're going through Genesis at a really steady pace. That's right. The sun is promised. Yeah. This is great. Cool. All right, Brian. Yeah. Uh, you want to pray it out? Sure, I'll do it. Okay. Um, Lord, Father, thank you for for you know giving us the time. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the word so we can just push forward and learn who you are and learn about your love and about your grace and all the things that, that you're revealing to us. Continue, Lord. I just pray to reveal your wisdom to us and all the wonderful things that you have in, in store for us and and that you've already done for us. Thank you. And just you know, open everyone's eyes that can hear. Bless them, Lord, and, and can continue to give us an opportunity to be a blessing to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian Neitch, here we are. All right, John North. We'll see you guys back 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, Pacific time. Have a great day. Salute.